Welcome back to the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. I'm Danny Horn. I'm here with author and playwright Laramie Dean. Laramie, hello. Hi. <laughs> this is Act Two of the 2006 Lesser of Two Evils, X-Men The Last Stand. The story so far, sometimes when you cage the beast, the beast gets angry, and there is so much for him to be angry about right now. For example, there is a magical cure for mutation that's made out of a little boy sitting in a white room. They are putting that boy into needles somehow, and if one of those needles pierces your skin, it rearranges your DNA, and you're not allowed to be in a comic book anymore. In addition to that, there is an evil spirit that has some kind of grudge against water. Professor X has been secretly hiding her inside Jean Grey, and the way you do that is you erect psychic barriers in her mind, and then you stand around and hope that she doesn't go swimming. Now, I don't know what psychic barriers are, and neither do you, but we are both going to have to believe in them for the next little while. So welcome to Act 2. Welcome to Act 2. Of Marvel's <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand. I feel like if I had been a if I had been a Marvel fan, I would be really pissed off at this movie, but I'm not, and I wasn't. I think yeah. I was just kind of going along with the with the crazy of it all. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now, now, and again, I'm just like, oh, this is my my gauge when I watched it last week was how interesting is this? Am I right. am I how often am I checking my phone? How often am I bored? Right. Um, and actually, it clips along so fast. Like, here we are. Do you have a time? For this part of the movie, is it like the first half hour? Is it the first? First act is 31 minutes. Act two is 40 minutes. Okay. So here's Gene. And um, are we going to talk about Dark Phoenix now? Let's talk about Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. So I I approached this not knowing a lot about the the actual comic book. I, mm-hmm. I, I bought, I don't remember when I bought the Dark Phoenix saga. One of my best friends knew a lot about this and he filled in the gaps, but I was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Mm-hmm. And they did a they did an arc called Dark Willow, right. which I didn't really understand. I think Andrew, one of the nerd characters on Buffy, makes a reference to, oh, she's all Dark Phoenix up there. But I didn't really yeah. get what that meant. <laughs> um for for Willow and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it means that they're embracing some dead lesbian, evil lesbian tropes. And right. the the happy the only happy queer couple on television gets blasted apart because mm-hmm. uh, Joss Whedon claims he was always going to do that. Yep. Um, ask Amber Benson how she feels about that. <laughs> uh, so we have this uber powerful witch. Again, can't mm-hmm. give a woman too much power. Yep. And she her, loses her girlfriend and goes crazy. Uh, her eyes turn black her hair turns black she gets veins all over her face the veins in the black eyes are really yeah be important here in a minute yeah she goes on a rampage where she wants to (laughs) she wants to murder the murderers and then she wants to murder all the friends and yeah Yeah. the world she wants to destroy the world so um like you do when you're sad like right exactly when you're when you're a woman and you're sad when you're dr strange you're just fine you just yeah man up deal with it right you know a woman has to um use her powers to be incredibly destructive and must be stopped (laughs) must be tamed so uh uh, i knew what dark willow was and i was like well i want more yeah (laughs) so i i bought some of the marvel i actually bought some of the old comic books from the 80s there was a dc crossover a dc marvel crossover where dark phoenix and the i don't remember the guy's name who's going to cause some destruction dark side maybe i don't know mm. he and dark phoenix team up and i thought that was interesting and i love dark phoenix she's yep. a total psycho bitch <laughs> she popped into her parents house is like it's me the wicked witch of the west and, like, yeah. and it's on the comic book she's okay let me let me see if i can sort this out she's yeah. she has this telepathy but she also can mutate matter um they go to space so this, yeah so this starts it starts in 1977 
where yeah. Jean, Jean goes into space and she gets exposed to radiation from a solar flare. And that turns her into a being of pure thought. She comes back to Earth. She calls herself Phoenix. Phoenix. And she gets and she's a fun very new costume. Powerful. She gets a fun new costume. But she she erects some of her own barriers. So this is a thing that she does to herself. That, that right. she puts up barriers in her brain to restrain her own power. Which, which is bothers me you less. Can do. Than, it absolutely than, um, bothers like, me a lot less. If, yeah, if she's like if she's like I'm gonna do this for myself because I know that I've got this this problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can try to control myself. But of course, it can't be controlled, and she. But then she gets like kidnapped and brainwashed by. Yeah, so it's several me. years later, like in nineteen yeah nineteen eighty, the Hellfire Club kind of brainwashed her. She gets manipulated by Mastermind and his illusions, uh, and so she becomes part of the Hellfire Club. She becomes a bad guy scary face like look at the scary phoenix she face has a very like, scary that face. One? holy crap yeah it's terrifying and so she's getting into doing bad things and then she sees mastermind hurting cyclops and it kind of shocks her and it takes her out of her illusions but she's real pissed and she removes the restraints on her power and now she's calling herself dark phoenix she Ooh, beats yeah. up all the x-men yeah she's oh. scary as hell and uh and then she travels to a distant galaxy <laughs> And she destroys a whole planet full of people. She eats a planet of people. Yeah. Do that in this movie. She she melts a couple of people. She disintegrates a couple of people. Wow. <laughs> one important person here in a minute. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't she doesn't commit she doesn't commit, she commit genocide. genocide. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my problem with the Dark Phoenix saga and trying to make a movie of it, which you cannot and should not do. We have proven this. And the reason they why failed the second time yeah. they failed. The yeah. reason why, like People like the Dark Phoenix Saga because it was a great story. In 1980, it was a great story. But it, it wasn't great because, like, a character turned evil and killed people. It was a great story because it happened at a time when literally that never happened before. Mm-hmm. And this was – it's, like, issue 129. And you don't have main characters like this turning evil and die. And she'd been in the book since issue one. So this it's is, like – beloved, a, right? Yeah. Marvel Girl was beloved. Yeah. It's a character who has who has been running for like almost two decades at that point. And so she turns into Dark Phoenix and starts doing bad things. And you're doing this month by month in the comic book. And the fans are are thinking, well, obviously, we know what you know, you know what's gonna happen. You have the ex- expectations, like you're gonna turn her back into herself and and we're just gonna move on because that's what happens in a book like this. And then she goes and destroys a whole planet full of people, which is irredeemable. But still, you're like, okay, but they're going to bring her back and it's going to it's going to be like everyone expects this is going to be okay. And when they basically say, like, screw you and your expectations and what you actually want out of this. No, she's going to have to be like she is actually evil and she's going to have to be destroyed. It just it broke the rules of like how this book has worked, how this whole genre has worked. It was like this end of innocence story. And so that's why everyone remembers it. And it's a big deal. And they want, and so when you say, okay, we want to write a story, like, oh, let's take like the excitement of that story. The problem is we are not in that context anymore. Right. Like that happened. And in some ways, it's like, it's like with soap operas, like that story won. It broke kind of what the rules were. And so now comics work more like that now. Like now that's a possibility. It's a thing that we know. And so this isn't actually impactful in that way. Like in this movie, it's, you know, the whole thing was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you turned Jean Grey evil and killed her. But in this movie, people die all of the time. 
2019, they they did this again. They do the second right. Dark Phoenix movie. And I it didn't is, see it. Have you seen it? Yes, it's not good. And it's not good for <laughs> exactly the same reason. This yeah. is not actually – like when you take a look at it, woman gets powerful, turns evil, does stuff that that nobody likes, and then she has to be killed. That's basically the whole story mm-hmm. as far as, as this movie is concerned and as far as, as the other movie is concerned. That's not a very interesting story as it turns out. It's only interesting in the context of, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're gonna they're gonna make a good character irredeemable. I can't believe that they're gonna make that they're gonna kill a beloved character. But they've just killed a beloved character. They're right. about to kill two more beloved characters within another like twenty minutes. Right. And so we don't need so why an end we of care? innocence why story. We, yeah, yeah exactly. It just doesn't have that impact. And the reason that people loved it was it was a total surprise. It was like the end of innocence, but there isn't really – it feels now like we've seen stuff like this before mm-hmm. thanks to Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But people love that. I mean this is this is the Dark Shadows fan community saying let's remake Dark Shadows. Let's remake yeah. Dark Shadows. Yeah. Dark Shadows. And every time it fails. It fails because the whole – Because you can't Because the point that. of it is supposed to – the whole point of Dark Shadows is surprise. Right. And this is this is pop cultural cannibalism, which I love. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm going to say I made that term up. I'm coining that term pop cultural cannibalism uh, where right <laughs> TM mm-hmm. uh, where Marvel does it in 1980, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then because Joss Whedon and his group of happy nerds were such comic book geeks, they yeah. cannibalized it. I mean, I mean, they lampshaded it, too. They're like, oh, we're going to mention Dark Phoenix a ton. Yeah. And some people will get we're we're not just we're not just stealing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they totally were stealing it. Uh, we're gonna lampshade and say no, no, no. We do, you know we knew this all. Well, along. and then and that, at that point you call it influence, right? Yeah. <laughs> homage. It's yeah. a homage. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. in this movie, so uh, is where, where are we? Is Jean has Jean escaped yet? She hasn't. She has. She has she's about to. Yeah, she's about to. Yeah. So Wolverine like kisses her awake. Or right, mm-hmm. he, he he the professors put her down, and Wolverine, yeah. and she's very sexual and very animal and mm-hmm. and growly and angry. She's she's got all that rage he's talked about. Yeah, um, and he kind of he he brings her to life like an evil Snow White, right. awakened by love's true kiss. <laughs> but she's all those barriers are down. So yeah. uh, she she just wants yeah they sex. start they start making out and yeah takes a shirt off and I am generally in favor. <laughs> Of that kind of thing. That's what I want. I wasn't mad about movie. it. Yeah. No, I know. But they're playing it as creepy more than sexy. Well, she's predatory and and she can. It's interesting with Wolverine because he's impenetrable, right? Like mm-hmm. she can scratch his back and he will heal right up. So in theory, they're <laughs> in theory, it's fine. Physically, yeah. physically, they're perfect for each other. <laughs> yeah. But she's kind of like putting her legs around him like she's trying to cage him. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel super sexy. And he he figures that out and he tells her like, OK, this isn't you. Like maybe maybe you ought to take it easy there. And there is kind of like the uncomfortable thing that I just saw this in your eyes. And I kind of like you just did a little eye roll. I kind of do as well of like you're being sexual. Therefore, this isn't you. Well, she's treating him like men treat women and he doesn't like <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. like to be he doesn't like to be manhandled or yeah. Phoenix handled. <laughs> And that's when he figures out, like he says, like where's Scott? And now, <laughs> oh right, we forgot all about it. Oh, yeah, Scott, we forgot all about Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott. we've had a whole conversations. 
where we haven't even wondered. Bobby Lar. Yeah. And this and Wolverine pulls the glasses out of his pocket. He's like, oh right, I have this. <laughs> then there's a problem. Jean has a, a little flashback. She's kind of shocked by that. And things around her. This is the thing that I think is funny, is that like when she's having feelings, stuff just kind of vibrates and screws around. And, and we actually see like screws unscrewing from a table for no particular reason. And then she asks him to kill her. Which is great. She's like, kill me. Kill me before I kill someone else. And then... so hot. Yeah. <laughs> she just, like, breaks more stuff. And he's like, the professor can help. He can fix it. And she goes, I don't want to fix it. Like, the exorcist. Like, her demon voice comes out. I mean, so here's my question is, like, what is appealing about Jean Grey at this point? She's a good guy. And I think good guys are often boring. And I think that to watch her when she starts to snarl a little bit, that, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, oh, get it. Right. Yeah. It, right. And she's kind of embracing this power. But of course, it's not for any positive reason. She's going to go stomping around like Godzilla and yeah. head home. Did she kill her parents? Are her parents there? I feel like her parents aren't there. We do not see her parents. Oh, for God's sake. Anyway. Yeah. So who knows? Um, forgotten. Lost. Lost yeah. in a draft. Lost in a draft. <laughs> so I think it's, I think she's appealing because um, she's powerful. And I love to see that. I just, yeah. I just wish that they hadn't, I don't know. Yeah. She didn't eat an entire planet of people. <laughs> guys. She's fine. Leave her alone. Fine. All she's so doing she's... is unscrewing some. Oh, she killed Cyclops, I guess. She killed Scott. She killed yeah. Scott. All right. I mean, maybe. Fair enough. She, she, but did, did she just, did she just, well, we see she can dissolve people. Dissolve people. Yeah. She can Thanos people. Them. Yeah. But why was the Phoenix like hungry? Did she it's absorb just, it? It feels to me like bad guy. She's bad yeah. guy. And therefore she's going to be boring. Then. I, yeah. I, I, this I this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying is that like, I don't feel like there's a, that we get enough like audience pleasure out of her. Right. In this. Well, she doesn't in the, because, in the comic. She's so sassy. Right. Yeah. You and I are quits now, X-Men. Our paths will cross no more. My <laughs> destiny lies with the stars. I'd love to perform that. She didn't get to perform it. Poor fan chance. <laughs> yeah. Cool. How about Angel? Let's talk about Angel for a little minute. Angel's hot. Yeah. Little, little... Who is it? Ben Barnes? Is that who? No. Who plays him? I'm wrong. Oh, I have no idea. And I don't know. 2006 me was all about Angel. Angel blonde. <laughs> Angel was like sensitive. He just needed help. He just wanted to pet him. And he was and to show his powers, he had to be shirtless a lot. So oh, yeah. I was yeah. also yeah. not opposed. When I, see <laughs> I was not opposed to that. Yeah. Um, this is very, this is very uh, queer camp. This is very like, mm-hmm. we're going to take you off and experiment on you and suck out your gayness. Yeah. And he's playing it kind of that way, whoever he is. He's kind of playing it that way, too. Like, I'm, oh, I'm so, mm. yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so they they take him, they're going to, they're going to strap him down. And <laughs> shoot him up. He's going to be, he's, yeah, he's Worthington's, uh, he's Worthington's son. He's going to be the first one to get the shot. And yeah, and he takes off his shirt and he's got his wings tied up and they strap him down. And my question is. Are they going to do that with everybody? Because that feels extreme just to get an injection. It's a lot of of people to. I mean, when I got my COVID vaccine, they did have to strap me down (laughs) and they put a a gimp mask over my face. I I had to go to the BDSM clinic to get my vaccine. Not because I'm into it. It's just that's the clinic that's closest to my house. It was it was the easiest. It was the easiest solution at the time. I'm not going to walk an extra 10 blocks just to go to the vanilla health clinic. So 
I can identify for sure. <laughs> ben Foster. Ben so it was a guy named Ben. Who the hell is Ben Foster? He's not an amazing actor, I think, is is what I get out of this out of this he, movie. He, he doesn't, doesn't have do a, a whole ton to do either. That's I yeah. mean, he doesn't get a chance to do anything. Well, so here comes here comes a needle coming towards him. And this is one of those needles that like plays ominous music the closer it gets. Big phallic and, needle. Yeah. And he's like, wait, I can't, I can't do this. And then he flexes and he breaks out of the straps. His wings are enormous. Like the wingspan on this kid is incredible and they're gorgeous. And so there he is revealed as gorgeous angel. And his dad is like, no, Warren, this is a better life. It's what we all want. He says, no, it's what you want. And then he crashes through the window and flies away. Script for this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty basic. (laughs) Not good. I I like that. I I think it's, it's fun. It's fun to have a a fun scene. Yeah hot dude flying around <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm never gonna complain yeah um, about that and i remember at the time being like yeah yeah i could take this yeah <laughs> does he he does not do very much no again, he shows the, up he's in a couple the, more scenes yeah he saves somebody later and i can't even remember who saves it is his dad oh that's it yeah oh, it's pathetic yeah that could, be, that could be cut out they probably should have done and i had read about this either just the cure or just Dark Phoenix. And they probably should have just yes, done the cure. They should have done the cure. Yeah, absolutely. There's because there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. It it raises interesting questions. Much that more, are fun to play with. More, the the, the yeah. politics and the social, you know, culture stuff. There's a lot more going on with the cure storyline. But because it's kind of gets attached to the Dark Phoenix thing, neither of them really kind of get the, the yeah, I, that almost could have worked too, because it's interesting to think what and I wonder if audiences were thinking, oh, are they going to, someone going to stab Gene with yeah. a needle? You yeah. know, I was, I'm assuming it would have the same effect on her. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, but yeah, no, this does seem to be like a completely magic cure where all it has to do is like yeah. graze your skin yep. and you're done forever. Well, here's the mystique, the big mystique rescue. Oh, hurts which me. is I forgot fun. about this. Yeah. I forgot about uh, yeah 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 so it starts real well it starts magneto is standing in the middle of a road she's being transported somewhere i'm not sure why uh in her little transport jail cell and uh and magneto is just standing there in the middle of the road just like crushing cars and killing a truck and it yeah super fun and so like the little the little cell that that mystique is in and that apparently other people are in oh yeah falls off the truck and so mystique the guy, the guard, the mean guard who was who was slightly snappish to her earlier, <laughs> who made the terrible mistake of sassing his, back for a second. Gets his, he gets, gets his, his, his neck snapped with it's her what I call, legs. It's what I call movie karma, because I don't believe in karma in real life, but yeah. movie karma is strong. Obviously. It really is. And you don't really have to do very much. This this was a this was a human man with with feelings and a family. Yeah. But because he was a little bit snappy to somebody in a jail cell, that means he gets his neck broke and we don't have to worry about him at all. But it is so much fun to watch her like lift up her legs and just like snaps his neck yeah. with her legs. She trapeze artists him to death. <laughs> and then she uses her toes to get the keys out of his pocket. And then she just lifts her foot all the way up to her hand. And I'm like, I love you, Mystique. You're amazing. <laughs> Look at what you're doing. <laughs> 
you. You're so beautiful. She's great. And so then what happens to her is such a goddamn tragedy. Crushing, I know. And I forgot about that plot point. I actually, this is another thing. I, I thought she was in the movie more. I said, I've seen all three of these. I've seen this one probably tw- twice. I've seen yeah. X-Men 2 maybe three times. And I think I saw the first one once. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I remembered her being much more pivotal and in many more scenes and really she's only in like three scenes in the other movies in the other movies she is in a, a lot but especially especially only... in this yeah so they're gonna they we find another couple dudes there's a, a couple of other people who are locked up behind doors that we didn't know about <laughs> and so magneto and pyro come in and they uh they release one of them and it's eric dane uh as multiple man, guy as, as james madrox yeah, who can like he turns into seven people. He does not have much of a character. Basically, they're like, "Hey, you want to join us?" And he's like, "I'm in." And then <laughs> that's basically that's practically the quips. only thing that he gets does. A of yeah. And then they pull uh, the another door off, and there is Juggernaut. I do not like this guy. I don't like the character. I don't like the actor. I can't really tell you why. I just was like, Ugh. I don't know. I like him because he was in Gallivant. I don't know if you, <laughs> if you saw Gallivant, the musical sitcom. It's really fun. Oh. That was great. And he's in it and he's really good. And then the guard, a guard wakes up. And so here's the bad moment here, I think is one of the worst moments in the movie. The guard, yeah. wake, you know, guard gets up and shoots a needle at Magneto and Mystique sees oh. it. And she jumps in the way, tragically jumps in the way. And it, sna- it smacks her. She falls to the floor and instantly turns into a naked Rebecca Roman. <laughs> and Magneto and Magneto just looks at her and he says, you saved me. And then he just turns away and he says, I'm sorry, my dear. You're not one of us anymore. No, you're one of them. Which is what it's it's this is a huge idiotic waste of a character. Like besides the ups, the upsettingness about like the betrayal in that moment, which is not set up. In no, no, I was going to ask what you thought about that. Does that make sense character? No, no. Yeah. She was, she was his second in command. They have been pals. And then he says, she was so beautiful. Yeah, she's so beautiful. Oh my God, no. That's, your that's, your that connection to her. Character yeah. diminishing, yeah. His connection to her was not because of her looks. His connection was, she's a fucking secret agent with a black belt. Like she can go and do anything. Just and why wouldn't why would you just assume that this is permanent and just why like, would you walk just away yeah. yeah i don't know i i i don't know if i'm applying real world uh scientific yeah. parameters i would have uh-huh. i would have one of my evil scientist people like, <laughs> right it, actually look at her for a hot second. yeah is this yeah. is this reversible this is got yeah. i mean just the fact that that's a really good point yeah Beast turns human and then turns blue and furry again would suggest uh-huh. to me that this is maybe not as permanent as you think it is. Even if yeah. you're injecting Jimmy juice into <laughs> um, people. Yeah, yeah. They could have thought this through. Well, how much time did they have for this movie? Like a year? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, yeah, that's true. But I feel like <laughs> it is like, you look at your good characters. You say, what are the good characters that we have in this movie? And like multiple man, is not a great character. Juggernaut is not a good, like that's who she just got replaced by. And we're not going to have any of the fun of hanging out with Mystique anymore. Wouldn't it be great if she was in the climax? I mean, like fighting yeah. Dark Phoenix. Wouldn't, Wouldn't that it be, be great, great if she was the main character of the entire yeah. movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
she's the one, especially especially with like the three scenes that she has in this movie where in every single one she fucking kicks ass and she's sassy and amazing. And then she's just gone. Yep. And so this I feel like this is where it really becomes clear. The movie only cares about the plot that characters are not important because we can just leave. We care about Mystique and she is left naked and alone and utterly helpless. And and we have stopped caring. Uh, and this is this is ten minutes after killing Scott. Well, I was gonna say, and then what happens? Then do yeah. we go to the the gray house? Yeah, this is now. Yeah. This is number two of three very this was upsetting, shocking erasers. Yeah, this was shocking to me when I saw this scene originally. So, uh, Magneto and his team, and and um, uh, Xavier and his team have gone mm-hmm. to find Jean, right? And she's yes. sitting in her house, vibrating. Yep. <laughs> And they have they have left like Juggernaut and Callisto and Porcupine Boy on one side, and then there's like Storm and Wolverine, and they are left out of the house. And Jean is sitting in her little haunted house. And Xavier and Magneto both go in. Yeah, she's everything is kind of like twitching and love. She's hard on the furniture. This one. Jean is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, she does not get good dialogue either. Like I, I mean, no, she does not. The dialogue in the comic books is, is terrible. I'm sorry, Marvel fans. It's very, it's very dramatic. I mean, it's, it's that heightened, it's it's the heightened comic yes, book it dialogue. Is, it is, yeah. it is. And it's fun. Like, I love, uh, you know, I love to quote this. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, when Jean goes to her house and her parents are, her, her parents are like, who are you? And she's like, would you believe it's me, the Wicked Witch of the West? I mean, that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. Jean, yeah. Jean in the movie doesn't get to be funny. No, she doesn't. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I know you know that's I know you know that's problematic. It is absolutely problematic. Yeah. She doesn't get to she doesn't get to make she a doesn't joke. Have a single joke. Yeah. She no, she doesn't have friends. a single joke in the whole thing. Nope. And she um well, yeah, well so I don't know if the mixed plot points happen. I think she's manipulated the whole she movie. Is a, she is a plot point, but yeah. yeah, but the the three the the three steps to making a character likable for the audience, you make a friend, you make a joke, and you make a plot point happen. Mm-hmm. make something happen that moves the plot along and the key word is make you aren't a plot point you cause plot points to, to happen and she actually except them. for except for the thing that's about that she's about to do that nobody wants her to do <laughs> but yeah she doesn't have friends in this movie she was close to cyclops she was close to wolverine she does not become close to magneto in this magneto is just like she's just following him around and we have just <clears> learned and this, unfortunately, like I think the the Mystique thing, it kills some of our interest in Magneto as well, because now we find out that Magneto doesn't care about somebody who obviously is his friend. Yeah. Like that was what made both, you know, Magneto and Mystique in the second movie made them a lot more likable was that they had each other. And whenever something happened, they would kind of like nudge each other and giggle. Um, and that was fun to watch. And now it's clear that like he doesn't actually give a shit about any of these. Well, characters. they had to for the there's too much happening in this movie. There's too many characters. They have to do these shortcuts. They need they need someone to turn against Magneto. And so that that's the easiest way they could mm-hmm. they could think of to do it. Or the lazy. I would say the laziest yeah. way to think of to do it. That was it's too hard otherwise to think of. But this is but this is plot. making Jean not super likable. She makes zero no. jokes. She doesn't make any friends. And yeah, you're right. And then the the plot point that she that she creates. Is that she basically she vibrates she vibrates Charles to death? Yes, she, she, she surely his does. His sales pitch, to be fair, his sales pitch is not good. Mm-hmm. He says he says you have a home and a family, and she says, "Well, you want to control me," and his answer is, "No, I want to help you." Not a good sales pitch. 
<laughs> Why didn't you come dig me out of the lake, dummy? Like <laughs> I was there yeah, the she whole time. Yeah, she hardly says anything. She says, yeah, she like, really help me. That. What's wrong with me? I wrote down this dialogue because I think it's terrible. And and Maggie just says, absolutely nothing. And he says, Charles, not this time. You've always held her back. And Charles says, for your own good, Gene. Uh, no, and her response, her response is, stay out of my head. Yeah, there's really not a single line in here, given given the moment that is happening. There's not a single line here that's actually a surprise. And that's a problem. And then she throws a lamp across the room, which pretty much confirms Xavier's point about how dangerous she is. Somebody paid good money for that lamp. <laughs> and again, I say, where are, her, where are her parents? Did she vaporize her parents too? I, I mean, yeah, her, apparently she did. We don't have time. We don't, we don't have time to discuss that. We don't have yeah. time to figure that out. Which is funny because it could have been done like, Gene, where are your parents? Oh, I vibrated them to death. <laughs> like I'm going to do to you. Is that what she sounds like to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's Gene Gray. That's that's yeah. boring. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is born. Oh, stay, stay out of my head, Charles. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. Perfect. You're just afraid of my powers. Okay, I'm sorry. This it's the worst possible. That's the worst possible imitation of anything. Um, not yours, mine. Uh, mine is not good. Famke Jan- Jansen deserved deserved better. So, so there's this face off between. Yeah. So he says, character. "Yeah, you killed Scott, and this does not have good outcomes." And yeah, so outside, Wolverine wants to go in, and so they have to fight Juggernaut and Callisto, and what's her name, and Porcupine Head. <laughs> I do like Callisto a lot. I'm just gonna say it again. She's tell me, cool. tell me why you like because I'm not crazy about Callisto. Oh, I just think she's she's got she just seems like very self possessed. The actor seems the mm. actor seems to know. I mean, she's one note like anybody else yeah, in this movie. Yeah, she can do the one thing, and she hates Storm for some reason that we never really find out why she hates Storm so yeah. much. Because they get this, they fight all the time, and she decides to take it upon herself later to like beat the hell out of Storm. Yeah. I like the actor. I like how her hair looks. I told you, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> hair person. I like how her hair looks. Has good hair. Um, and she, uh, well, yeah, she's she she's a couple of powers, doesn't she? She can she can move really fast, but she also can tell that like, there's um, where the mutants are. Yeah, where, where are they, and how powerful are they? And I dig that about her too. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. Funny. So that she can walk into a room and kind of size everybody up. Yeah, she's she's fun. She's she's more strong woman. I like strong women. Again, I wish I wish hand lady had done more than just stand there and look angry. But, you know, (laughs) no time. No time for hand lady. No time for hand lady. Zap Zappo girl. I don't know what you call her. Um, They could have used Colossus in this fight. I feel I don't know why they didn't bring him. I like looking at Colossus and. and... So this big okay. fight, this big fight is happening. Suburbia mm-hmm. is going down. This is the fear. Yeah. This is this is this is everyone's fear. The suburbia, right? Come and destroy suburbia. This is this is the housing prices are gonna are gonna drop <laughs> significantly after this. Oh, you know that's why the that's why the Amityville horror is so scary, right? Is that you <laughs> you you sink all you're a poor. A it's all about real estate. Multiple kids. It is. It's all about real estate. You sink all this money into this fucking house that is gonna like yeah has pig ghosts and it's going to dissolve and spit <laughs> gunk at you yeah so the poor the poor people of wherever jane gray's folks used to live yeah it's all destroyed again well, who knows what she was like when she was a kid she definitely like ruined all their cars that time so. yeah and lawnmower and stuff yeah then xavier is being held up by i was i was just gonna say by his ankles and that would have been so much more fun neck. no he's just yeah he's picked up by the scruff of his neck and his face is getting all woogly 
And Jean is all red and terrible. She has huge black eyes. And here's like, the Dark Willow part. And I remember yeah. the first time I saw this, I was still so into that that I was really excited. I think that's why I left <laughs> this time where I was yeah. like, ah, I'm Dark Willow too, the darkening or. Uh, and everything's floating yeah, and black it's... eyes and that's not in the comic book at all the black eyes and the veins is that's a scary straight thing straight yeah. out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer straight yeah. but and it's what... a nice it's a nice visual signifier though that she's the phoenix I guess I would say that was a nice like yeah. she's not just now she's I just think she they, looks yeah. they can't do the costume they can't do the costume they could do flames they could they could have done that flames seems like that would have been an I easier thing to do that. yeah <laughs> that would make more sense because <laughs> you could just like the cgi like cgi flames you could pretty much that was not a mystery by 2006 why are we asking for why are we asking for sense in this movie at this I point <laughs> no we're asking for we're asking for taste oh. and i don't i don't feel like we're getting it but every, everything besides magneto kind of floats up to the ceiling so we see wolverine inside and he's like trying to crawl across on the ceiling um, and Magneto just stays on the ki- on the kitchen floor because you're not fucking with Ian McKellen like that. He's not going to have that. He is too old and too famous. He's, he's like, just you like, are lucky I'm in this movie at all. Exactly. He's <laughs> like, I'll be fucked if you get me up on wires. <laughs> Fuck that. Here's the terrible. Mo- Here is Thanos snapping his finger and erasing Professor Xavier, another main character dying. So Scott gets killed at, at minute 27. Mystique gets cured at minute 37. Xavier is killed at minute 50. It is less than half an hour. Wow. Get rid of all three of those characters. And those are good characters who like do stuff that moves the plot forward. Yeah. And, and the thing that's crazy is this doesn't actually move the plot forward at all. This is just removing pieces from the board. It's to prove that that how bad I mean, she is. Yeah, it's to prove that she's bad. She can't eat a planet, so she's going to yeah. kill her mentor or father figure. Yep. But that, I mean, I don't know if that happens. That happens in. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, is that, that happened, that's, that's happened for you. No, yeah, that's you just, a step. You're, having that's a, a... you're having a bad day. You're going through some kind of like turning point in your life, and and you <laughs> have to, you have to murder so your, your mentor. Father yeah, that's yeah. The, that's in order to do that. That's that's one of the steps on the um. The hero's journey, though, right? The the you have to kill the murder victim. murder a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> I don't believe that's the case. No. <laughs> Usually, it's metaphorical. <laughs> no, I think I don't think you do that. I think no. Gene's just and there's really like there's there's very little point to it, and it's just like I am pissed off because I am. Well, they never explain why she's killing people. Is she killing people because she can? She doesn't talk. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely a problem. Yeah. She doesn't talk. We You're don't actually, she... I guess, like she does have kind of a grudge. This this Phoenix does have a grudge against against Charles because he kept her locked up. They don't tell you why she calls herself the Phoenix either. It just seems like that was since they're translating this from the comics, where she was the Phoenix in the comics. Right. They don't get. They just it called itself the Phoenix, and I remember watching this the first time and thinking, "Well, why? Yeah, <laughs> nothing about it is Phoenixy. There's no well, the Phoenix thing is like it. It's because like she dies and then she comes yeah. back. Yeah, it's a and life, so therefore it's a, she's the Phoenix. It's a life force, yeah, right. But you're right. Charles says like way at the beginning it, that like before the whole the it called itself the Phoenix, and there's no reason for that at all. You're right. Unless 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 it. I mean, no, maybe no. How she survived, I know. Yeah, no, there's just like it's you're you're absolutely right. Like there's just no it doesn't mean it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just that she's called that 
in the comics. The comics, so they want because it, it makes yeah. sense in the comics. Yeah, justify the Dark Phoenix thing too. Yep. So Charles gets blown to pieces. He's and really, then... he's okay with it. He's pretty zen about it because <laughs> he has a plan. He, has a plan. he does have he does have a, a a plan that doesn't make a shit ton of sense, but so now we have to have a funeral. Oh yes, which yes. is great. There's is it a... just for Professor X or for Scott too? Uh, this one is just for Professor. We see a Scott. We see a Scott thing later. But no, yeah, we don't have a, we don't have a big funeral for Scott. It's like fuck Scott. Um, fuck you! You went off the you went off the Superman Returns. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Who was he in Superman Returns? I saw that, but I don't remember anything about he it. He was James Marston. Well, he was who... the guy. He was the guy who looks like James Marston. Everyone's dead. Yeah, and so they they have a memorial stone. It is not easy to bury a guy who's been dispersed. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> Kicking the ashes out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> this could be him. <laughs> we live in an age of darkness, it turns out. A world full of fear, hate, and intolerance. But in every age, there are those who fight against it. He sounds good when you talk about it like this. <laughs> His memorial stone says, Father, Teacher, Leader. Which is one way of putting it, I suppose. <laughs> Manipulator. Fucking crazy man. <laughs> Coward hiding in school. He was more than a leader, more than a teacher. He was a friend. When we were afraid, he gave us strength. When we were alone, he gave us a family. When we disagreed with him, he gave us a lobotomy. <laughs> that is how we deal with Charles Xavier. And then little Bobby, little Bobby Drake, he's sitting there at the funeral. And he's holding Rogue's hand on one side. And Kitty Pride is on his other side. And he holds her hand, too. <laughs> Bobby. Was Elliot Page in the second movie, or is Elliot Page a totally new character that I'm supposed to know about? There was someone who was Kitty who you saw for like a second in the second movie, oh. but it wasn't. It was not Elliot Page. It was just like some rando. Okay, I thought maybe like I was missing ran through something. the door. They had to set up this love triangle. Yeah. Oh, and then here, yeah. So here's the love triangle moment, which is so bizarre. Where like Kitty's in a room with the door closed. She's lying on her bed and crying because people that she knows have died. And Bobby just like opens up the door, comes all the way inside, sits on her bed and tells her not to feel that way. <laughs> and he decides, cool, like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to take this um, wounded girl on a date. Well, this is very in keeping with a lot of the thematic stuff we've seen so far. It's another Absolutely. man telling a woman, don't feel this way. It's okay. We're all okay. feeling the same way. <laughs> and she says she says she misses home and the first snow. I don't know where she's maybe she's from Alaska or something, but this is upstate New York. You're going to have snow. I was going to say, just go to Buffalo. You'll you'll be fine. Yeah, wait a hot second. <laughs> there will be snow eventually. But no, but he so he takes her outside and goes to like the little fountain and he freezes it and he makes a little a little ice rink and they skate around and it's all they're being all romantic, holding hands on a huge white circle. Which is an extremely visible place to obviously cheat on your girlfriend who also lives here. And could kill you if she wanted to. And could kill all of you. And the way that the women are presented in this movie, she just might. <laughs> and, uh, well, she, she goes she goes and does the opposite. Because the next thing we see, she's going to commit suicide. She talks to Wolverine and she's like, I'm going to go get the cure. <laughs> and he's not going to stop her. And nope. she's like, shouldn't you try to stop me? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> You do what you want. <laughs> she says, I'm not your father. She says, you don't know what it's like to be afraid of your powers. Afraid to get close to anyone. And he says, yeah, I do. So that's the second scene in a row where a woman <laughs> says, you don't understand how I feel. 
And a dude says, yes, I do. <laughs> Rogue is fucking useless. So she's going to go and no one's <laughs> no one's even going to care. So you know where we go? Where? Welcome to Sherwood Forest. This is like Magneto and his merry men. Like they're just all out in the woods somewhere. His little hat to his cape. For some reason, they've all got tents. They're all camping. So and, hard uh, to find a really good camping spot like this, where you can assemble like what would you say like about a hundred? Oh sure, oh sure. Into all all wearing black and all tattooed up. Mm-hmm. Where's because your... they have marks? They don't explore that very much either. Callisto says that to him at the beginning. She says, yeah, something about why don't you have yeah? Why don't you have a yeah, tattoo? Where's your mark? And he's I don't need one. Yeah. Um, and we, they never talk about that again. And does anybody else have one but her? I didn't pay attention. The other the other woman. Arclight does. I think, and, and Porcupine Boy. I think all those guys do. Okay. Porcupine Boy. Does he have, what is his villain he has name? His, the character's name is Kid Omega. Oh. But that's the character in the script. But actually, I read this, that um that the power is actually that character's name, Quill. Okay. So they took they Quill. They called Miles from Lost. This is why I call him Porcupine Boy. Because screw it. If they wanted us to know what their names are, they should say the name. They would say them. They would say them. Yeah. Magneto and Jean are like standing on a hill looking at their merry men. She is now like in dark crimson. She has a mean ass expression on her face. She is not talking. She's realized what movie she's in. <laughs> yeah. This is my thing is, is I think it's unclear who, who this character actually is now. Like we know it's not Jean. It's not the Jean that we knew. This is somebody else. And I don't feel like they make a good case for like, this is who this new person is. Like, we don't know what she wants. We don't know what she likes and doesn't like. We doesn't know. We even don't know if, how she feels. Even if they would just say she's, she likes, I mean, it's a bit like the, 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 the Joker in the dark Knight who just yeah. wants to watch the world burn. If, if they would just say that, like the Phoenix just wants to destroy, but they don't, but, they but don't even that, that like, and, and then why is she, then why doesn't she, it'd be so easy. Well, and, and, <laughs> And just like, and why is she here right now? Like, if she's annoying, if she's annoyed by Magneto, and she seems to be, where would you, where would you like to be right now, Jean? It's just, yeah, it's really hard to say that, like, yeah, we just don't know. So they're deciding whether to to close the school or not. And Bobby's saying he has, he has nowhere to go. And then there's Angel all of a sudden walking into the room. This is scene two for Angel, basically, of three. Where he says, I'm sorry, I know this is a bad time. I was told that this was a safe place for mutants. And fucking Beast is like, it was, son. <laughs> yeah, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> uh, but Storm says, no, it still is. We'll find you a room. So another victory for rich white boys, basically. <laughs> walk into any walk into any room. And yes, uh, yes, we have a, a table waiting for you, sir. They need so much help. <laughs> They really do. <laughs> so I think Ben Foster is who I decided this was. He's playing this queer, right? Am I am I wrong? He seems like a... I, I feel like he's not playing this. <laughs> well, his whole directive seems to be soft. Like, be soft. Be mm-hmm. soft-spoken. Yeah. Be... Yeah. Like, a little nervous, yeah. Nervous little angel boy. So they're going to keep this school open. My question, who's on the faculty now? Because it's storm. just storm. It's just storm. She'll teach all the and classes how to control your power. Yeah. <laughs> Do they learn math? Do they get science? Do they get there is get in the second movie? There's an, or no, actually, in in the first movie in X Men, there's an amazing thing 
where Wolverine is is meeting Charles for the first time. He walks into in on a class and Xavier dismisses all the students. And then he holds up a book and he says, physics. <laughs> just just so you know. It's well, I always moment. wonder about magic schools. I always wonder about like Hogwarts and the, the school. For right. What else are they? Yeah. What else are they like, like teaching? Nothing you, at all. Do you, is it is it like no. a like a, Here, a theater <laughs> conservatory? Do you get other things? <laughs> Here they appear to uh to just talk about evolution and how to deal with your power. Good. Which well, clearly well, they need to, obviously. Yeah, clearly they have not they have they're gonna have to look at this no one has mastered this skill all no over again because Cyclops and Gene Xavier himself is not, it turns out, has been misusing <laughs> shit. So yeah. is, is Those Wolverine a faculty teach. member now? Is he faculty by default? Like everyone else is dead. So... I guess, but what is Wolverine going to teach? Um, Follicular he... regeneration. They're going to need Jones to step up. That's <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. They're going to have to force themselves to evolve. I, w- I That would be interesting <laughs> if they could like go... <laughs> develop like, a new um, power. He can, he can turn your computer on and off. He can... <laughs> Uh, he can um re he's 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 a human alt control delete. That's what he is. <laughs> when I need when I need my computer to work. Oh, it would be great phone. actually if he could be an undo button. That would be <laughs> a power. That's the oh, power I would want. God. They could undo the whole movie. You could just like <laughs> close. You know, you, I don't know if you, how many times you'd be able to like you know control Z that, but but that would be a great. Does he blink? He blinks, right? He blinks. Yeah, he blinks and makes something go back. He's yeah. genie. He is okay. Yeah, genie, but as a as a universal remote. <laughs> so Wolverine is is outside. He's looking at Xavier's tombstone, and suddenly he hears Logan, Logan, Logan for no particular reason. The plot shortcut. <laughs> yeah, little flashes of the Merry Men. So this is a thing that happens with Jean these days: is that she summons <laughs> these men. And then they arrive, and she doesn't seem pleased to see them at all. So I don't know why she calls them in the first. This might be like kind of like psychic butt dialing, <laughs> where it's like she doesn't really mean to be calling them, but it happens anyway. <laughs> so you know what? It's New York. We don't need a cure. We don't need a cure. We don't need a cure. A whole bunch of people. That's like the the who don't need a cure. Almost like the the protesters outside an abortion clinic. Like here's a little rug. <laughs> yeah, true. Trying to get an abortion, all the, yeah. the, the Christian protesters are like, no, don't do it. Their sign game is not very good as well. <laughs> Their signs are like no to the cure and say no to the cure. And they're Which just shouting. The we band. Don't what if they're protesting the band? That's <laughs> Yeah, Robert Smith, he's just going to get more and more depressed. <laughs> he doesn't need that. He's already there. Just imagine. <laughs> outing outside his concerts. We don't need the cure. What rhymes with cure? Or? Unsure. <laughs> we are not unsure. Next we don't door. need your fucking cure. There. See, I did it. It writes no. itself. <laughs> I'm deeply disappointed in these mutants. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, there should be like somebody with a with a, a sign making talent. <laughs> There's mm. slogan boy. Yeah. <laughs> so now I picture the costumes for all these things too. They don't have the costumes are not interesting in this. We don't see a lot of we don't even see a lot of people with like a little Star Trek like you know weird nose or anything. 
Hmm. We don't. They don't make them blue. The extras. The extras are really just randos. Well, they had to focus so much on the ten billion characters they inserted (laughs) into this plot. We need Porcupine Boy. (laughs) Well, here is here is the big exciting. You and I both enjoy this scene very much. The Bobby Pyro Top Gun scene. Oh yes, where Bobby is there. He's looking all wounded because he's looking for he's looking for Rogue, and then here comes Pyro strutting up. Gonna get the cures. You can go back home to mommy and daddy. And he's just a little. He's he's giving him sass. I was watching this going kiss kiss kiss. I know, I know. It's really there's a lot of energy between them. I really <laughs> like that for Pyro too. Like Pyro <laughs> needs that. I think Bobby's already got like too many too many girl problems too on his hand. But yeah, but too many girlfriends. And so and it gets very intense. So like Bobby like ices up his hand, and then and Pyro like flames up his hand he's like come on ice man make a move I'm like yes make your move do yes it. please make a move please. that would have suited me right down <laughs> to the ground but Bo- bobby walks away now that i'm thinking about it this scene really is because bobby walks away and then pyro is so mad that he just like lashes out and he throws fire at the clinic and Blows everybody the abortion clinic everybody runs away like little cowards <laughs> oh this isn't their grand standoff yet is it that happens that has to happen later they have to build up yeah attention. no this is just this is just for now i'm just gonna now i would think like there's got to be a mutant there who can cause rain there's got to be a mutant who can like turn fire into flowers <laughs> mutant extras flower are... girl i got my extras are flower. lame they are just lame. I can't. Yeah. I can't have with well, them. Well, nobody thought it through very much. They were too busy <laughs> cramming Dark Phoenix into all of this. You know, she just. I think the review I read at the time was that she just stands around the whole movie until the very end. <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah, she does. Unhappily, uh, Wolverine ends up at Sherwood Forest, and they've got some. They've got a security system, which is a guy who can grow horrible horns out of his wrists <laughs> and throw them and snap them off and throw them at you, which is gross. And then he throws them. With great accuracy. He's gross. This is a mutant that's gross. I've been asking for more mutants this whole movie. And then like one of <laughs> and then one of them comes along and I'm just like, eh, I don't this know. Yeah, I don't like this Your one. Your expectations are set too high, I think. I think this. so. Yeah. <laughs> just one more John. <laughs> so blink, blink. so this guy sees Wolverine and he's like, oh great, somebody, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw horns at this guy. And it's like, dude, no, no. You must have heard of Wolverine. Everyone's <laughs> heard of Wolverine. You see Wolverine and you stand the fuck down. You say like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't realize. Sorry, sir. I didn't realize it was you. Don't let me detain you. Like, that's how you we deal all know with what Wolverine. happened to Lady Deathstrike. We all know. Exactly. Yeah. No, you back away. This is not your moment. And then he just like he does the Wolverine thing of just basically like he charges and he puts his claws through you and you die. And that's how things work <laughs> with Wolverine. Uh, so he's killing people. He's killing Wolverine people. Gets killing people. Yeah, no, he gets killed. That's that's what we like about him. That's the <laughs> best thing about Wolverine. I don't have any problem with that. He kills all these annoying people. I don't like. What is what is separating these two classes of mutants? I guess what is the bad guys? The bad guys don't care if they kill people, and the good guys will kill people if they have to. Uh, I don't believe that there's any moral philosophy that separates these people at all. <laughs> It's basically about manners, I think. <laughs> Is that like at Xavier's school, they're all very polite. Mm-hmm. And here they've got like all the kind of like dirty, like people wearing black leather and stuff. 
that's basically all it is. So Magneto's making a big speech. He's he's shouting at his followers. He's surrounded by his little gang of nobodies, um, including <laughs> multiple man who has done fuck all so far. <laughs> He'll get his moment. He will. One. <laughs> yeah. And he says, like, if any mutant stands in our way, we will use this poison against them. We shall go to Alcatraz Island, take control of the cure, destroy its source. And Jean's making eye contact with Wolverine. And then she just starts, like, kind of walking around in the forest <laughs> looking spooky. Like sleepwalking Morticia Adams. <laughs> this is why this is why what I like about Jean is she's just like, I don't need to be here. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> this is me at faculty meetings at school. I don't need to be here. I'm, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. And Wolverine comes up and Magneto kind of like punches him up against a tree. And he just says, I want, I just I want to get I want to get Jean. And bring her home, and and Magneto says, "You think I'm keeping her against her will?" And it's like, "Well, I don't, I don't know. know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what the hell she's doing. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing here. Maybe <laughs> she's over there taking guns apart with her brain." Yeah. And so Magneto is finally giving us that mutant revolution he has been talking about for three goddamn movies now. And whatever remnants of the X Men we still have floating around, they need to get their shit together and. And Worthington Labs, I guess. <laughs> and that means this is the end of Act Two of the politically perplexing movie, X-Men The Last Stand. As usual with superhero movies, Act Three is a complex and nuanced debate about the social issues that this movie has raised. Thank you very much, Laramie. I will see you back here for Act Three of X-Men The Last Stand on the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. Thanks for listening.